Hello folks and welcome to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. My name is Graham Stevens and I really hope that I can bring a smile to your face. Why do only fools and old work Welcome back. We start this week with an episode of The Goons. This one is called China's Story. This is the BBC Home Service. And jolly good programmes they put on too. Oh, isn't he a lovely talker? Thank you. Could you say some more, Mr. Please? Why, certainly. This is Wallace Greenslade saying, Winds light to variable. Oh, Greenslade, how can they afford you? <laughs> because 12 shillings a week is nothing to the highly esteemed Goon Show! <laughs> Thank you, listeners. Next dance, please. <laughs> Mr. Greenslade, loosen that plastic sporran and make me an infant. Listeners and lostners. We present an ancient Chinese play translated from an old Greek soup recipe found engraved on the seat of a dustman's trousers in East Acton. <laughs> the trousers can now be inspected in the Science Museum internal combustion section. <laughs> this play was especially written for the wireless. Wireless, curse! This means the end of the horned phonograph and the little doggy that looks into it exits left. Hello, you there. Oh, boy. Get this. We give you. And how? One hot story of all hometown. Okay, Wally. Take it away. Overture and beginners for China story. Oh, boy. People, the Chinese. There are over 500 million of them. Well, they've only got themselves to blame. <laughs> Thank you, Registrar of Births. My name is Nelly Seagull. Though my char lady calls me ducks. Due to a certain disease I have. <laughs> I'm well known in China and voted best dressed man of 1904. In 1955. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was Christmas night in the waterfront of Shanghai. Still, it had to come sometime. <laughs> yes. As I walked the crowded streets, people seemed to know I was British. Was it my bearing? A cut of my dentures? Or was it the eight-foot floodlit Union Jack tied round my head? I'll never know. Yikes, tally how nutty. Have a noodle. The words came from a two-legged, grey-headed man going bald at the knees. <laughs> he was bent backwards, eating a plate of unchopped suey from a leopard-skin bladder. <laughs> With a wave of his foot, he beckoned me over. He ignored my invitation, but then I said something that had him at my side. Mane! My name is Ed Siegel. Have a noodle. Thank you. You, uh, called me over? Yes. What do you want? Well, you, you have a kind face. You can't have it. It's a fixture. <laughs> 
fixture, eh? My, you are lumbered. Have a care, sir. I'm not a man to be laughed at. I know. I've seen your act. <laughs> uh, singing shaver, isn't it? I have my dark secrets. Man, so do I. <laughs> Silence, Ellington. Well said, Neddy. Oh, Neddy, this gentleman here is Count Moriarty, French Overland saxophone champion. Je suis très content d'avoir fait votre connaissance et j'espère que nous serons ensemble pour longtemps. So, the pen of your aunt is in the garden, eh? <laughs> You're a stranger in China, eh, lad? Stranger? I came here as a boy. I didn't think you came here as a girl. <laughs> oh, I don't know, though. <laughs> you Chinese are damn clever people. I'll have you know I'm English. English? But that ragged kilt and your toes sticking out the end of your feet. In my position. That's no shame. You're not? Yes. The British ambassador. <laughs> Poor fellow, you must be starving. Have a noodle. Thank you. Waiter, two, uh, two iced rickshaws and a firkin of rice. <laughs> so, you're the British ambassador? Yes. There'll always be an England, and England shall be free. If England means as much to you as England means to me. You silly, twisted boy. <laughs> they wish to know that. Uh, do we take it, Mr. Sneaker, we'll let you are pressed for money? Yes. Hmm. Interesting, eh, Colonel Gritpipe? Yes. Come, Neddy, have another noodle. Thank you. Neddy, how would you like 50 million yen? In cash. <laughs> Crazy boy, Sigun. You've heard of the fiendish Chinese nationalist leader? Not General Cash My Check. Yes. <laughs> Listen, lad, he's willing to pay that sum to anybody who can smuggle him a, a certain English rosewood upright piano with brass cattle holders. Tell me more, gentlemen. Well, Neddy, this is the plan. <clears throat> Pardon me, coin sir. Uh, will you three gentlemen be sitting here for the next few minutes? Uh, yes. <clears throat> I'm only a strolling vagabond. A so good a night. Pretty made on a good a night. I'm bound for the hills on the valleys beyond. Oh, good night. Pretty made on a good night. Oh, good night. Oh, good night. Oh, good night. Oh, put it in Oh, the night. Yes. <laughs> now, Sigun, this is the idea we have. Gentlemen, you, you heard my melody. And I think that this little wooden box with a slit in the top speaks the body through Yes. Neddy, the first thing you have to do... <coughs> Gentlemen, I understand. You want an uncle. <laughs> oh, joy. <coughs> oh, gypsy am I. A wandering boy. Well done, Moriarty. <laughs> Just check the little wooden box, would you? <laughs> now, uh, see, June... Think our offer over, and uh, 
I'll get in touch with you on the phone tomorrow. Till tomorrow, then. <laughs> Back at the embassy, I pondered over Grit Pipe Thin's offer. Why on earth did General cash my check want a certain English upright rosewood piano with brass candle holders? <laughs> Killing people the feed is Chinese. You never know which way they're going to go. I was just about to retire for that. When, when there was a tap at the window. Hello? Hello? Anybody out there in the dark? I'm old. Cut him! Hello? Call for you, you're through. Hello? Oh, good night. What did he mean? Oh, Lock that man! Sir, this record has just arrived marked urgent. Quick, put it on. Oh, what an oin. How far did he mean? Have pox on the man! Yes? Uh, Neddy, grip right thin here. Have you made a decision about the certain English upright? Yes. I need the money. I'll do the job. But where do I get that certain English upright rosewood piano with brass candle holders? Uh, go to the tea house of the August Goon. <laughs> yes, a minute, I'll take that down. Go to the tea house of the August Goon. There, right. Got that down? Yes. Burn it at once. Right. <laughs> now set fire to the ashes. Yes. Yes, I've done that. Good. Now memorize the remains. <laughs> right. Splendid. Now, say after me, I am an idiot. I am an idiot. Right. Now, when you arrive there, <laughs> knock 6,000 times and ask for our pong. But how do I get there? How do you get there? Where are you now? I'm standing by the phone. Good. Start asking your way from there. Thank you. I should be there in three minutes. Just enough time for a fiendish Chinese gentleman, Malax Glendalee, to have a blowout. <laughs>
the tea house, as instructed, I knocked 6,000 times. House of the August Gloom? No. Curse! It's next door. It's always next door in China. Yes. Yeah. Tea house of August June? Yes, sir. Are you up on? Yes, we are up on till eleven o'clock. <laughs> I've come about a certain English rose word upright. Ah. Are you on Lady's Livon? Yes. Lady's Ambassador. Ah, good, good, good Lord. Follow me, please. <laughs> I was led through a bead curtain and across a floor, so cunningly laid that no matter where you stood, it was always under your feet. <laughs> In the far corner of the tea room, I could see the sinister oriental saxophonist Fred Fu Manchu playing strict tempo Chinese ballroom music. <laughs> I was led before a military man reclining on a coolie. <laughs> so you're the man who's going to do the job. Yes. Now, about the certain English rosewood upright piano. Yes, where is it? Upriver at the Calhoun Mission there. Calhoun? That's 600 miles from here. Is it? Exactly 600 miles. <laughs> That's too far to travel. <laughs> Therefore, we shall take the fiendish Chinese river steamer tonight. In the darkness, we sat huddled on the fiendish Chinese river steamer. 
The silence broken only by the sound of the silence being broken. <laughs> ah, Tigger. I've just been speaking to the fiendish Chinese captain. He says we'll be in Kalwoon at 2300 hours. What time is that? I don't know. My watch only goes up to 12. <laughs> Curse this fiendish Chinese triple summertime. Ah! A man over blood! I see him! Quick, Mother! Hold my coat! Yes. Brave man, Seagun, brave man. Brave, brave man. Now, let me see. La da da Plus, not a penny in any of his pockets. Hold me aboard! Lay him down gently. Ah, poor fellow, he's soaking wet. Strange, it hasn't been raining. He's coming one. He's coming two. Who are you, poor wayfarer? I'm only calling a boy. Well held. Full speed ahead. By midday the following month, we arrived at the fiendish Chinese river port of Calhoun. But... To our harried horror, we discovered that missionary Crun had put the certain English rosewood piano up for auction. We had no option but to bid against 300 fiendish oriental John Chinaman. Attention, fiendish Chinese bidders. The auction commences. The first object to come under the hammer is this glass jar. The next object is this certain English rosewood upright. Now then, let us start the bidding at one pound. One pound, please. Four pounds. Three pounds. Three pounds, Three pounds, fifteen. Three pounds, fifteen and sixpence. Four pounds, ten. Four pounds, ten and seven. Five pounds. Fly pounds. Any other blunts on fly pounds, fly? Five pounds, five pounds. Six pounds. Six pounds, ten. Ten pounds. Seven pounds, ten and four pounds. Any advance on Ying Tong Ladies and gentlemen, the BBC have asked me to tell you that the sentence Ying Tong Itlai Po has no meaning at all and is not a form of currency. Therefore, in bidding Ying Tong Itlai Po for the piano, it has proved that the bidders are fiendish Chinese. <laughs> we return you now to the fiendish auction. Any advance on fiendish Ying Tong Itlai Po? Ten pounds! Sold for ten pounds! Well done, Neddy boy, well done. Mariachi? Yes. Good five ten. What are you doing here? This is the reason. Before that piano can be dispatched to the secret Chinese nephew, cash my check, the keyboard must be reversed. Why? Well, you see, Neddy, fiendish Chinese pianists always play from right to left. <laughs> what fiendish Chinese cunning? Yes. Now, out you go and get me a packet of coolies. Cork tipped of cork. Of course. Right. I say, Moriarty. Yes? Do you think he suspects? About the time on in the piano to kill cash my check? No. No? Hmm. 
Have you wired it up to explode? Yes, it detonates when a certain note is played. Listen. This is the note. You have a copy of that music? But of course. In Chinese? Yes. Scored from right to left and upwards. Brilliant. Brilliant. Then tomorrow we send Seagoon and the piano to the fiendish Chinese nephi. And that'll be the last of our dreaded rival, General Cash My Check. Meantime, what am I bid for this record of fiendish Gladys Ellington? The sky was blue and high above. The moon was new and so was love. See, the heart of mine was singing, Lover, where can you be? You came at last, love had its day. That day is past, you've gone away. You say, the heart of mine is singing, Lover, come back to me. Remember every little thing you used to do I'm so lonely Every road I walk along, I walk along with you No wonder I'm so lonely The sky is blue, the night is cold The moon is new, but love is old And while I'm waiting here, this heart of mine is singing Love will come back to me through the bandit province of Yangtze towards the secret Chinese nephi, strapped to the back of a mule, was the certain English etc. etc. with brass candle holders. I said etc. etc. because it saved me saying the full sentence, which was a certain English rose with upright piano with brass candle holders. <laughs> That's why I said etc. 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 <laughs> what do you want like to know? Shigun, <laughs> stop the caravan. There is someone behind those fiendish Chinese bushes ahead. Hand me that loaded Chinaman. Don't point him at me. It's all right, I've got a safety catch on. Oh. Who is that behind the bush? 
Come on, who are you? I'm only... <laughs> Got him! Wait. There's someone else. Behind her! Come out from behind that bush! Wait a minute, and she did me. Come on out. In the blue bottle. Thinks. Is the blue bottle popularity slipping? No. Who are you, you little hybrid wreck? I'm a member of General Cashmark Check's secret nursing. Strikes dramatic pose as done in film The Bridges of Tokeries by Grace Killings and William Holdings in a Japanese bath scene. Thinks. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a bath night like that. <laughs> Proof of your identity? Yes, I have, my capitan, yes. Look, points the Chinese dragon tattooed at great expense on tail of shirt. What does that prove? It proves that I have Chinese dragon tattooed on the tail of my shirt at great expense. Thinks. I've got a Chinese dragon tattooed on the tail of my shirt. Yes, yes, yes. But why have you... Why have... <laughs> <laughs> But why have you got that boot full of Chinese porridge strapped to your head? I always have a boot full of Chinese porridge strapped to my head on a Monday. But today's Tuesday. Is it? Oh, I feel a proper fool now. <laughs> Thank you, Chinese sausages. Stop those Radio Award jokes. Now... How far are we from the secret Chinese mafia of Cash My Check? I will not tell you. You're not talking nicely to little bling bottle. Seen this Chinaman, Daddy Sellington? Take charge of this man. Right. Come on, come on, you mushroom legs. Hey! Take your hands off my little arms. You might rub off on me. Here. You're not Chinese. How do you know? I can tell by your eyes. Come on, come on now. How far we go to the secret Chinese nappy? I don't like this game. It's a rotten game. <laughs> Let's play Naughty Avis Scott being fired game. <laughs> tell us how we play Blue Bottle and Taxidermist. No, no, no. I'll tell you. It is across this river. It is behind the Great Wall of China. Ying Tong, it is Ning Ping. Right, here we are, at the secret fiendish Chinese nappy. I will knock it. Oh, boy. Look, it's a blue bottle and an animal piano. Look, boys, animal nappy piano has a line. Ladies and gentlemen. While our heroes are getting the certain English piano up onto the stage of the secret Chinese nappy, I would like to draw your attention to page 52 of this week's Radio Times. It shows a three-quarter rear view of a lady wearing a pair of corsets. We would like to point out that this is an advertisement and not a program. Oh, I must say, it might be the basis of a jolly good show. Now that the certain English piano is in position and a fiendish Chinese pianist is about to play. Silence, please! Silence! Honorable Priolet will now play Western style tune. Curse it, Moriarty. He hasn't played the note. 
missed it again. Chinese gentlemen, don't fret. Your dear fiendish penis can't play the piano, so I'll sing you another melody. Could I have an A, please? Chinese. <laughs> that was the Goon Show, a recorded program featuring Peter Sellers, Harry Seacom, and Spike Milligan with the Rarington Quartet and Max Gildray. The orchestra was conducted by Wally Stott, script by Spike Milligan and Eric Sykes, announcer Wally Greenslade, the program produced by Peter Eaton. You are listening to The Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was an episode of The Goons entitled China Story. Now here is Steptoe's song with Full House. We now present another episode in a radio series based on the world-famous BBC comedy success, Steptoe and Son. With Wilfred Bramble as Albert and Harry H. Corbett as Harold. This week, Full House. Dad! Dad! Are you in? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, uh, what, who? Uh, oh, hello, Dad. There you are. Uh, oh, hello, son. I didn't hear you come in. Didn't you? No, you know, working away all day in here, you can't hear out there. Shall I help you unload the car? I've done it. Have you? I didn't hear you. I shouted six times. I expect you was too busy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I was upstairs, I expect, scrubbing the landing. There's a lot to do in this house. It's all go. You've been hard at it, then? Oh, yeah. All day long. Never stops. From the moment you went out this morning, I haven't been off my feet all day. We're telling lies again, aren't we? Hey? You jumped up when you heard me come in, you did. Well, what do you mean? This chair is red hot. That cushion is. You've been kipping all day again. No, I, no, I've been working. Then how's this chair up then? Come on, come on, how's this chair up? Uh, the, the, the cat's been sitting in it. We ain't got a cat. <laughs> that one from next door. He always comes in here for a kip. He keeps me company. I get very lonely in here on my own all day. No one to talk to. Just the cat and me. Oh, you poor old devil. All alone. Just you and the cat from next door. 
which incidentally must be an enormous great thing, about your size, five foot two. <laughs> what are you talking about? This chair's warm all the way up the back. I mean, if you know I crack that size, I mean, Dalek's having wasted his time laying around the house. Let's get him out in the car in between the shots. <laughs> give the horse a rest. All right, so I had a kid. So what? Right, little Sherlock Holmes, ain't you? So one you ain't got your fingerprint powder out to see if I've been at your cocktail cabinet. That's the point. Well, well, I have. I had some brandy. You rotten little thief. Me heart. It started jumping again. No. I, I didn't feel well. I nearly fainted, actually. The, 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 there's a blank two minutes I can't account for. Yeah, and there's a blank two empty bottles as well. <laughs> I don't suppose you can account for them either. Unless the cat had them. But don't you keep persecuting me. You're always on at me, picking on me, accusing me, making me life a misery. The facts speak for themselves. A warm chair and two empty brandy bottles. That adds up to one thing. You are a lazy, drunken old git. Don't you hold me down that. drunken breath away from me into the kitchen. And don't breathe on a gas ring when you light it. You go up in flames. <laughs> No, I ain't got much time. We have to get the tea down us and the dishes cleared away by seven o'clock. Why? What's the rush? I have important guests coming. Guests? You never told me nothing about no guests. Well, I'm telling you now, aren't I? Well, I think it's a bit of a liberty. You should ask me if I mind. All right. Peter, have you any objections to my inviting a few friends round here tonight? Yes, I have. Well, I've luck, because they're coming. <laughs> Who are they? I'd like to know who's coming in my house. I don't want no undesirables in here. This is a respectable house. What's this? It's cheese. Cheese? Here, I'll knock up a Welsh rabbit. You're not having any. That's for me and my guests. We're having cheese and wine. Well, what about me? I'm hungry. I, I've got nothing to eat. Well, it's your fault, ain't it? It's not my fault. Oh, for God's sake, get off my back, Dad, please. Oh, here you are. Here's a packet of crisps. Now be quiet, I'm busy. I've got to get everything ready. Oh, a man like me needs his nourishment. Not a bag of crisps. There's no salt in them either. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm all skin and bone as it is. If the welfare officer ever found out about me, you'd be in dead trouble. They'd send the meals on wheels round here. That'd be a disgrace for you, wouldn't it? You'd be put in prison. I wouldn't be surprised. Can't even bother to feed his poor old dad properly. It wouldn't hurt you. Bit of cheese. You've got plenty there. All right. You want a bit of cheese? Here you are. Have a bit of cheese. Here you are. Eat that. Go on, get your mouth open. Oh, my God. What's that? Get away. It's camembert. Nice runny camembert. Go on, eat it. Get, get, get it away. It's bad. It ain't bad. It's right. Take it away. Rotten, smelly foreign cheese. It's put in the dustbin. It's a perfectly good cheese. You wanted cheese. Now eat it. Take it away. Boof, get it out of my house. Eat it. Open your mouth. Go on, open it. Open it. Open it. Open it. Eat it. Eat it. You're the cheese lover. Open your mouth. No! Don't right. say I didn't offer it to you. Mm. A very choice piece of camembert. That's very nice. I hope it poisons you. Oh, dear. Of course I wouldn't expect a coarse palate like yours to appreciate the delicacy of a prize camembert. Delicacy? Ooh. Yes. Mm. Perfect month. Oh, I think my guest is going to enjoy that. Now, what wine should I serve to complement it? Something full-bodied, I fancy. 
to bring out the full flavour of the cheese. I've got a 1961 Beaujolais Superior. <laughs> or a 1959 Macon Ordinaire. Oh dear, oh dear, it's a problem, isn't it? Now, you're a man of the world, I mean, you spent four years in France. <laughs> what would you suggest to go with the cheese? What about a 1939 gas mask? <laughs> How very, very droll. I said, do you mind if I laugh at that? I'll go and make the tea. And I'll give you a bit of cheddar and a creamed cracker. And an onion. All right. I won't be long. Oh, I do hope he goes to bed early. <laughs> now, let's see. Oh, I forgot I had this. Chambolet Musigny. 1957. There's nearly half a bottle there. Mm. Oh, yes. That is very pleasant. I shall serve that. Here's your tea. Ta. Then you may have one cream cracker and a piece of cheese. Ooh, ta. Don't bite it, cut it. <laughs> but there's a cheese knife there. Honestly, Dad, hasn't it occurred to you that it might put people off being offered bits of cheese with teeth marks all over it? <laughs> I mean, they don't know where your teeth have been, do they? Now, here you are. Get that down, you. Don't blame me if me belly rumbles all night long. <laughs> no, no, where are the paper napkins? Cool, blimey, who's coming? Princess Margaret? Look, Peter, it's not often I have people round for a social evening. Try and understand. Now, take this box while I get the table ready. Hey, what's this? What's it look like? It's a green base cloth. Oh, I can see it's a green base cloth. I'm not blind. What's it for? I'm going to put it on the table. Oh, I didn't think you were going to make yourself a dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you knew what it is, why don't you waste your time asking stupid questions? I want to know what you're putting it on the table for. What's wrong with the oil cloth? Because it is not customary or advisable to play cards on an oil cloth. Otherwise, when one deals the cards, they go shooting off the table. <laughs> and it tends to spoil the games, have to go scrabbling around the floor before every end. All right? Cards? Playing cards? Yes. That is the object of tonight's soiree. I'm having a card school. Cards? In here? You're not playing cards in here. You know very well cards aren't allowed in this house. Your mother never allowed it, and no more will I. The spawn of the devil, that's what she used to call them. Oh, God, here we go. Fifty-two soldiers in Satan's army, that's what cards are. And we're not having them in here. You never see me play cards. Here. Hang on. Oh, God. You see these? A pack of cards. Yeah, a pack of cards. Unopened. Thirty years I've had these. I've resisted temptation all that time. The day your mother died, she made me swear on this unopened pack of cards that I'd never play again as long as I lived. Promise she'll never play cards again, I hope. And she said, and just because she's gone, I'm not going back at me word. Don't you talk a lot of old cobblers at times? <laughs> it is not a lot of old cobblers to respect the wishes of a good woman. Happy families and lexicon. She didn't mind that. You can play them if you like. That's not ridiculous. I can't ask a bunch of fully grown men round for a game about me family. Why not? Because these blokes are card players, Dad. They don't mess about. They're coming round here to play poker. Poker? 
Gambling? Yes, gambling. What? With money? No, milk bottles. <laughs> well, of course, for money. What do you usually gamble with? You're not gambling in this house. That's one thing I will not tolerate. I'm not having it. It's sinful. And the wages of sin is death. Oh, God, get the tambourines out. Here we come again. Won't you come to the mission? Won't you come? You'll get a free cup of tea at the bar. That's it. Go on. How much? Go on. Add to the list. Blasphemy. That's another one to be entered in the ledger. To be read out against you when you're outside the gates waiting to get in. Lottie, Lottie. They'll say... We're sorry, there's no room for the likes of you up here. Get down below in the fire and the brimstone with the worms that eat you up from the inside. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And the serpents and the yes. devils and demons that torment you for yes. eternity unless you repent now! Yes, yes! You ought to have been on that programme with Malcolm Muggeridge, is it? <laughs> the question why? This week, Albert Steptoe, a raving lunatic because he is... Uh, you laugh on the other side of your face when you get down there amongst the furnaces and the molten lather and the screams of millions of tormented souls and there in the middle of it all... Who be you? <laughs> Checking your football pills and your Ernie bonds. <laughs> oh, that's different. How is it different? Your mother never said anything about football pills and Ernie bonds. Only because she died before I come in. <laughs> The only reason she was against cars is because you always lost. She never got her housekeeping half the time. <laughs> Still, I'm not one to approach you for the past. Let's forget it. Just don't try and run my life for me. Eh? If I want to play cards, I'm going to. You don't understand what. You can retire to your bedroom and pray for me. Do you know these people you're going to play with? Yes, I do. George is a cousin of Percy Wilson. He's been in prison. Oh, what? So he's been in prison? So what? You're mad. Who are the others? They're friends of mine. Who? You don't know them. I met them in the Hillview Cafe. Yeah, right load of layabouts get in there. What do they do for a living? Well, Rex was on the snow clearing. Ah, that's a nice steady job. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Martin as well. What's he do? Oh, nothing. Well, he must do something. Martin is in receipt of supplementary benefits. <laughs> National assistance? Cold blimey, you want your brains tested. Oh, look, I don't have to justify my friends to you. I mean, I'm not a child. They must have thought it was the birthday meeting you. Look, I know what I'm doing. I mean, I have played before, you know. It talks about I'm going to lose every hand. Well, if you win every hand, you're not going to take much off that lot, are you? A jailbird, a bloke on the dole, and a snow clearer. All right. All right. That's enough. Have you played with them before? Yeah, I played with them once. How much did you win? I won it. How did you know I won? Yes, the oldest dodge in the world. Find a mug, let him win a few bob first time, give him the come on, and then next time, take him to the cleaners. You said enough. Listen, I haven't got many mates, thanks to you. And these ladies are very good company. And what if they ain't got good jobs? They're very generous and very nice. And that's good enough for me. But when they come, you, you behave yourself. And don't you go muttering things and putting the muckers on it. If you can't keep a civil tongue in your head, go to bed. <laughs> Ah, 
I do like you so much. I'm glad you could make it. I really. I'll do, <laughs> do let me introduce you. Yeah. This is uh, my father. Oh. Dad, this is George. How do you do? Say something, father. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this is Martin. Mr. Steptoe, this is a pleasure. I've been looking forward to meeting you. I've heard so much about you from your son. Say something, father. How do you do? And this is Rex. Hello, Mr. Steptoe. <laughs> Hello. Yes, well, I'll get you all a drink. Oh, well, <laughs> what a lovely idea. You entertain you. my guests, will you, Father? Well, I'm all right. <coughs> we were just remarking as we came across the yard what a nice place you have here. Where are you? It's Georgian, isn't it? Is it? Oh, I should think so. It's either Georgian or Gothic, one of the two. Is it? <laughs> Give it a rest, Martin. <laughs> He's always talking about architecture, he is. <laughs> Papa Indigo Jones, you. Is he? Oh, you must forgive me, Mr. Steptoe. I'm very interested in buildings. I was going to take it up. My mother always intended I should have been an architect. You should have been. You wouldn't be on the dole now, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Here we are, Dean. The cup that cheers. Is this red wine all right? Oh, very tasty. Some volley music. Oh, my <laughs> favourite. Oh, so they do sit down. Oh, do let yourselves come. Ah, wine. The juice of the grape. As the poet said, a day without wine is a day without sun. True, very true. That's very good, Mark. That is very good. Mmm, excellent, Harold. Well, here's to you, Mr. Steptoe. Oh, dear. Your father doesn't appear to have a drink, Harold. Oh, there aren't enough glasses. Oh, well, take mine. We can't drink without the head of the house. Oh, oh, no, they don't drink. Very wise. A sober man is a vigilant man, eh? You said it, boy. You said it, yes. Anyway, Harold, cheers. Here's to you, Harold. To a pleasant evening, and may the best man win. Oh, so. Well, then... Shall we begin? If you'll excuse us, Mr. Steptoe. Uh, Harold, that's him. He's the one to watch. Old oily. Be quiet. Smoother than the horse's ear hole he is. I bet he's a good shuffler. Are you ready, Harold? Come on, sit down. Yes, right. Well, Harold, are you going to give us a chance to get that ten pounds back to one office last time? <laughs> well, I'll do my best. Oh, God. What about raising the stakes from last time? Uh, make it more interesting, eh? Oh, no, I don't think we ought to do that, no. I think a penny minimum is quite enough. Yes. It's a friendly game. Oh, yes, yes. And once you start doing that, it takes the fun out of it. You, you lose friends no, that way. No, no, it won't hurt. Just raise it a bit. Yeah, just a bit more excitement. No, I'm against it. I really am. Well, what? Are you frightened of losing a bit of money? No, it's not that, but we are guests in this house. Oh, Harold no. doesn't mind, do you, Harold? Uh, you don't want well, to uh, keep it at a penny minimum, do you? Well, it's, it's not much, is no. it? <laughs> it's up to you, Harold. You're the host. Do you want to raise the stakes? Yeah, yeah, but why not? No, no, what what right, what 30 pence minimum. <laughs> Double every raise. Double? First Jack deals. My deal. Naturally. It would be, wouldn't it? Look, if you're going to stand your army, just be quiet. Five card draw, jacks to open, draw three. <laughs> I'll open with 30 pence. 
I'll see that. All stack. And up 30? Just the three of us. And up a pound. Oh. With you? And up two pounds? So will I. Right. How many cards, Harold? Uh, two, please. George? Three for me. How many cards are you taking yourself, Martin? None. Uh, I'll play these. Oh. Don't take any notice of him. He's bluffing. He always does that. Oh, Michael. <laughs> but up to you, Martin. Four pounds to play. I thought you said he was bluffing. Do you mind? <laughs> You're four. And up four. I've taken sweets off a kid. <laughs> Too much for me. Hey, Mel. Oh, methinks I smell a little full house, Harold. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. In which case, you're four and up eight. I thought you were on national assistance. <laughs> Harold, if I were you, I'd sling you in your hand and, and hand the cheese around. <laughs> he can't chuck them in now. If he's got a good hand, it's money down the drain if he chucks in now. They reckon he's bluffing. Now, you got out quick enough, didn't you? Uh, I didn't have anything. Uh, how much have I got to put in to see you, Martin? Eight pounds, exactly. I'll see you. I've got a flush. I've got a full house? A running flush. <laughs> a running flush? On the trot. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. May I? Yes, yes. Pitiful to watch. So much for the ten quid you won off them. Beginner's luck, Mr. Steptoes. The night is young. Oh, I should say. Plenty of time for it to go the other way. Uh, you deal, Harold. Would you pass the cheese and biscuits? Five card draw, Jack's to open. Cheer up, Harold. This one's yours. About time. He ain't won one all night. Yes, he has been unlucky, hasn't he? I haven't seen a bloke so unlucky. He's had such good hands, too. Never mind. This time. Jack, Jack, Jack. I've got Jack. I'll open. Thirty pence. Hello. Harold's got something. Stack, stack, stack. You've won. Well done. <laughs> well, pick it up, Harold. Pick what up? I just put that in. I want me my money back. I've got four aces. Four, four, four aces. I've got oh, four aces. dear, isn't he unlucky? Yeah, yeah, what, what a shame. Four aces and nothing on the table. That really is unlucky. Yeah. Now, that, would, that would have been worth a pony at least, normally. At least. Quite yeah. right, Rex. Yeah. Never mind, Harold. Your luck's changed. At least you've won a hand. That's the important thing. You've now. broken the spell. <laughs> it can change it? just like that. My deal, same again. I've seen chaps losing at this time of night and finish up cleaning everybody out. What's the time? I must be going soon. <laughs> Pick up the cards, Harold. <laughs> up to you, Harold. The, uh, oh, me? Oh, yes. Mm. Well, uh, I might as well open uh, 30 pence, please. I've got nothing here, even if I draw five cards. No. Aim out. I'll keep you company, Harold. How many cards, Harold? I'll, I'll play these. Oh, that sounds ominous. Dealer takes one. Up to you, Harold. Thirty-three and a half pence. Oh, dear. Is that all you've got, Harold? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Oh, dear. That is distressing. Coming round here, accepting your hospitality, then taking all your money. Makes me feel Well, yeah. under the circumstances, I shall have to see you. Thirty-three and a half pence.
What have you got, Harold? Four sevens, that's all. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear what? I'm terribly sorry. Four eights. Nine, I believe. <laughs> oh, well, that's me scrubbed out. What a surprise. <laughs> oh, dear, and so early, too. Oh, well, lads, early to bed, early to rise and all that. I think we'd better be going. Uh, no, 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 don't go. Stay and have a drink. Oh, well, perhaps we can stay a little longer, eh, lads? Oh, well, I don't mind. Go on, Harold, go down to the pub and get some beer. Oh, I ain't got any money. Oh, here you are, here's a quid. Take the jug and get some bitter. Uh, well, now, uh, what about a little to game, just to pass the time? Well, I don't know. Oh, go on. He won't let me play cards. He doesn't approve. Well, if Harold doesn't like you to play, I don't think we should. He no. won't know. We can have a quick few hands before he gets back. I don't think so, Mr. Steptoe. We play for rather high stakes. Is, uh, 70 nicker high enough? 70 nicker? <laughs> 70 nicker. Well, I... I don't suppose it'll do any harm to have a few quick hands. No, no, no. Good. Uh, you won't mind playing off a new pack of cards, will you? Well, I'm in uh, the sentimental now. reasons, you know. Does well, she want the new dick cards? This yeah. pack was bought for me by my wife just before she died 30 years ago, and it's still unopened. And I'd like to think the first game I've played since she passed on will be with her cards. You, uh, you haven't played cards for 30 years? No. Harold won't let me. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, I don't think we'd have any objections, would we? <laughs> Not at all, no, no. Hang on, I'll, I'll get me specs. I don't see very well without me specs. I'm, I might make mistakes. You'll have to be patient with an old man. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There, that's better. Now, how do you play this game? <laughs> Oh, I've been so long. The, the bottle and jug was crowded. Now, but it's serving a cold. Good night, Harold. I, I, where are you going? I'm, I've got the booze. I don't think there's any point in our stopping any longer, no. especially as now we'll have to walk home. Oh. Good night. Uh, now, Good just night. a minute. Now, Martin, Rex. Hello, son. Where did you get all that money from? Twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty, nigger. Here you are. Put that in your pocket and don't play cards again. You've been playing cards after all you said to me. I wasn't going to let them walk out with 30 nickel of your money, was I? 68 quid, that one. I bet they don't come back here in a hurry. How did you win that off of them? They're very good players. They're good players. They was cheating. They were tucking you up. They weren't. They were. Old Oily was dealing off the bottom. I was watching him. He was using the three-finger drag of his thumb on the top. Old as tricking the business. Hmm. If you knew he was cheating, why didn't you say There's so? no point. All we would have got was our money back. <laughs> this way we've got theirs as well. Cheating! <laughs> cheating! They smashed the wrong That's it. You can't prove nothing. Well, how did you win if they was cheating? I always thought you was not good at cards. I'm not. I just used my own pet. Well, what's so special about these? Oh, well, you have to wear the glasses. <laughs> Here you are. Put them on. Now, what have I got in my hand? 
I don't know. You've got a back to me, haven't you? Wait a minute. 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 Wait a Fancy a game? Oh, then come and I'll give you a quick game, a sixpenny brag. Take off those glasses, then. <laughs> All right, we'll make it an eightpenny brag, then. <laughs> You've been listening to Wilfred Bramble and Harry H. Corbett as Steptoe and Son, with Martin Friend, Douglas Blackwell, and Michael Kilgareth. Written and adapted for radio by Ray Galton and Alan Simpson, and produced by Bobby J. You have been listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was an episode of Steptoe's Son entitled Full House. That's all for this week, folks. So until I speak to you again next week, this is Graham Stevens saying, keep smiling. We've got some half-price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie LPs, pool games, gold chains, wuss names, and head push, and Trevor Francis track suits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush. No income tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor, we'll cut prices at a straw. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.